0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast for women who want to experience intimate relationships and sex that are pleasurable and passionate, happy, thriving and deeply fulfilling. With my very special guest experts guiding lights and pioneers in their specialist areas, we'll be breaking down the myths, exploring the difficult stuff, the good stuff and seeing what's possible for love, sex and intimacy at this time of rapid change. In these candid and intimate conversations, I'll be bringing you the best of sex and relationship education, full of practical ways to support and inspire change in your intimate life. I'm your host, Sarah Rosebright. Whether you're curious about what's possible or you're already committed to exploring, I'm so happy you are here. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Love, Sex, and Intimacy podcast. I cannot believe that I'm here at 50 episodes. And so, thank you. Just to start with, just thank you for everybody who has listened to an episode, who's listening now, who's listening in the future. Thank you for your words of encouragement and support. And I just really appreciate the messages that people send sharing how the podcast has helped them or touched them or inspired them. And so just thank you to each and every one of you for listening. And those of you who I know, those of you who I've met, and those of you who are out there somewhere in the ethers, who I'll hopefully get to connect with and meet one day, but possibly never. But We're connecting through this incredible medium of podcasting. So, yeah, just hello to all of you out there and massive appreciation for your support, encouragement, because it really inspires me. It puts the fuel and fire in my belly to have more of these conversations. And I feel like there's a whole new um, expansion and iteration of the podcast going to happen. So watch this space. So in this conversation, uh, we've called it Putting the Intimacy Back Into Sex, and we're going to talk about what it means to bring more intimacy into our intimate relationships and into our sexual experiences. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. Lots of love. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast and it's a very special episode today because today is the 50th episode and I can't quite believe I am here at the 50th episode of the podcast in the 50th year of my life so that is something to celebrate and I am delighted to be joined today by a very special guest, my partner Graham Waterfield. Welcome.
1: Thank you. It's lovely to be here again. Is this my third time?
0: I think it's actually your fourth or the fifth if we class the one that we recorded earlier today, but I hadn't pressed the record button for part of it. So we're here re-recording it again. That was a really great (laughs)
1: conversation. I hope we get to do it again.
0: It was such a great conversation, but we're meant to have (laughs) this one clearly. So many people listening will know you, but for those of you who maybe haven't, uh, heard you on the podcast before could you just briefly introduce yourself
1: yeah sure so for anyone who hasn't heard this before so my so my name is graham obviously i'm sarah's partner mm-hmm. i i've been teaching uh, tai chi yoga meditation i think it, it's been about 25 years now i've been teaching those things pretty much uh well well full-time certainly so uh, my what i bring and uh what I suppose my my main focus is at the moment is i as i i work with men uh helping them understand work with transmute, and make friends with their sexual nature which i call the sexual energy uh, or the jing energy which they call it in Taoism. and uh we're we're doing some beautiful work together now with couples and we've just come to the end of our first uh, joint uh, online training which has just been delightful and it's been just wonderful hearing the feedback of us bringing our separate skill set together and making this melting pot of uh, experiences and techniques. So yeah, my 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 work seems to be very much focused about around. Um, well, funny enough, intimacy really teaching men how to be more intimate with themselves and the power of how that um, manifests or turns up in their relationships, and uh, with you helping uh, couples. Uh, to feel that uh, sense of intimacy together so I wanted to ask you actually uh, how are you doing after your 50th uh, podcast episode how has your journey been on this
0: Mm. well thank you for asking so yeah I, I really hadn't thought about it much until to sort of the last few days and I thought wow it's episode 50 and I never imagined getting to 50 because all I started off with is a commitment to doing a podcast I had a vision for it and I really wanting to take quality inspirational conversations about sex out to people because like we had an amazing conversation in the kitchen this morning and often with my colleagues or with my clients we have all these amazing conversations that are so fascinating to listen to and often quite mind-blowing for people. So I wanted to make these conversations more accessible. And I think in a world where sex is everywhere, so many people are still struggling with it or there's so much information out there about how you should be as a sexual being and what sexual freedom looks like and all of these different things. And I feel that people are often confused can feel far away from it not sure what's actually real um what's true and so really wanting to have these sort of really honest and candid but also inspiring conversations of not just how we can overcome stuff but what's actually possible for sex and intimacy and love today um and so to be at the 50th episode it actually feels like something to really celebrate because um I didn't know where I'd get to. Lots of podcasts stop around sort of the fifth and sixth episode or something like that, I remember, for the research. So it feels like something to really celebrate to get to 50. Who knows whether I'll get to 100 or not? But I do know that for now I'm absolutely committed to it and have just been getting such positive feedback from people listening to the episodes So, yeah, just taking a moment to celebrate. And also, you know, for me, I've been really working with commitment, what happens when we really commit to something and we commit to it for the journey and the experience of it, rather than fixing on a goal that I need to get somewhere with it. This many listeners have, you know, all of these goals that our society builds into things and actually just to enjoy the process and the journey and the amazing conversations.
1: And so, yeah, so thank you for asking. So I have another question. What's your journey been as you look back over since starting these podcasts? If you remember, what's your own journey and understanding being, you know, to to where you are now? Yeah,
0: it's a journey of confidence, getting to know, um, yeah, finding confidence in my voice, and as an interviewer and. Um, also sort of what do I want to curate in this podcast? What sort of conversations do I want to have? You know, because I get approached a lot of, a lot by people to be on the podcast, but there's a certain, um, there's a certain quality that I want to curate about this podcast. And I'm really learning that and exploring that. And I also feel that I am getting to the place of wanting to have some more Difficult conversations and more conversations about things that might feel uncomfortable, ask some questions about some things that are in my orbit at the moment. So watch that space for this. But it has. It's been a journey and it's a very vulnerable thing, putting your creativity out into the world and how will that be received and, um, you know, feeling letting go of it when I know it feels really good enough. And, you know, after an interview, I might think, oh God, I wish I'd asked that question or I wish I'd dive deeper into that. And, but just also, you know, I want these conversations to be organic and just trusting in um, the process around that. And um, yeah, in enjoying the journey that it's not gonna be, I don't have the support to put a perfectly edited polished podcast out but just enjoying also the the organic nature of it so um so yeah so thank you for asking (laughs) um so it's been a process and I know it's inspired other people to do a podcast I think podcasts are such great vehicles especially when there's so much censorship on social media around these topics these days that it's a really great vehicle to have some of these conversations Mm, and so today The title of the conversation that we're having is Putting the Intimacy Back into Sex. And we're going to talk about that. And then at the end, I am going to share about our next couple's course, which is starting in March 2024, um, and that we're launching today. And so we're going to share about that. And also for anybody listening, there's going to be a special offer to uh, if you sign up in the next couple of weeks as well. So we'll tell you more about that at the end. But we wanted to have this conversation about putting the, putting the intimacy back into sex because I was having a conversation with a colleague yesterday and she was asking about how my work's developed. And she said, it's like you're putting the intimacy back into sex. And even the podcast, you know, I very deliberately put the word love in the podcast because in, you know, all of my sexuality training, there's not been much even any focus on intimacy and love and of course sex can happen without those things however um you know when we were talking about this this morning we we're like has there ever been intimacy in sex you know we've been through a time in history where it's been all about reproduction only in the last few decades has pleasure sort of more come into the equation on a more collective scale? but also sexuality has become more commodified, more commercialized, more of like a form of entertainment, where it's about how can we have the next thing, the next um, high, the next intensity, the more intensity. So the intimacy piece is often, you know, missing for me. And when I have worked with clients uh, over the years, it's a common piece that when I work, especially with couples, well, it's common in all the people I work with, but cu- couples often work come to working with me saying that they want to sort their sex life out. And then they actually say, wow, we've just realized the biggest piece that we really needed to address was intimacy, because intimacy had gone From their relationship because of the challenges for all sorts of different reasons, Mm. and I think a lot. You know, we called our course intimacy because the intimacy piece has been so important in our journey. And I think as a, you know, when we look at society at the moment, if you're like an alien that's just come down, and you look at mainstream media around sex, and you thought, oh, I wonder how humans do sex. You know, you look on like say glossy magazines websites all of the sex articles are often to do with sex toys and new positions maybe some kink maybe how to sort of spice up your sex life could be a phrase that's often used but they're very much little pieces that are um and and that's it actually that's it you know even like we were talking about a main really top sex therapist in the UK and and some of the advice that she was giving, I was, you know, my jaw was dropping as I was listening to it. Is that all we can offer people around sex? You know, get a sex toy. Um, and then on the other hand, you've got a lot of um, more, I would say, alternative worlds where it's, you know, how to become a sort of sex goddess that's, you know, orgasming out of every orifice, that's into. SM or kink or tantra all these sort of things and then so you've got these two extremes with not a huge amount in between yet I feel there's a big missing piece and that's the intimacy piece so this conversation about putting the intimacy back into sex um, I'm really excited to have again we've been chatting about it a lot today so before we dive into the question, because I really want to ask, I want to want to explore what is intimacy. I'd love to hear what what's alive for you after what I've just shared.
1: Mm. Gosh, it's so much, isn't it, that you have just spoken about with uh, intimacy and spicy and hot and and what really what I was really feeling as you were speaking. Obviously, I come from a quite a meditation background, and we have this uh, this thing that I think. Um, Gabor Mate, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He spoke about the hungry, hungry ghosts syndrome, mm-hmm. and so this is an idea that will never. There's a part of us that will never be a assatiated. I think that's the right word. Uh, it would just always want more, you know. Then, in then, in, you know, in the Buddhist teachings, they call it this endless desire, endless seeking, and maybe it's to do with dopamine. The fact that we'll we get to a new thing, whether that's a, whatever it is, but let's keep it within the the realms of uh, sexual experience. We get to the one thing and that becomes normalized. Then we want the next thing and the next, because we're kind of getting used to each of those things. So it becomes this searching for the hotter, the bigger, the faster, the stronger, the, the next high, the next, you know, whatever, dot, dot, dot. And yet this is really the opposite direction to what intimacy is for me. So intimacy for me it's um well the word's interesting in itself because it literally has two different meanings one of those meanings is just around sex and then in, another is about connection from the deepest part of our being and so um yeah so i think intimacy for me is it's not it's it's really a lived experience you know that on our training we 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 do an experiment with people where we ask them to bring some fruit for example and then we ask them to eat the fruit slowly so to taste it to to feel it in their mouth to savor the taste of it and suddenly that that one piece of fruit that one slice of apple or whatever it is it becomes exquisite now if we're eating the same apple in front of a violent movie or an action movie, we'll probably devour it super quickly, not notice we've even eaten it, and then want another apple or a bag of sweets or the next thing because we're not savouring it, we're not experiencing it. So intimacy for me, uh, it's, it's a way of experiencing deep and profound connection the sexual experience with uh with our partner and uh, I'll, I'll explain a bit more why I, I also you know from my Taoist my daoist background a lot of Taoist tantra is about you know deepening and deepening and deepening with a person so you're just over time removing those layers that we might talk about later so so to go to to boil it down to its core component uh, intimate uh Intimacy in the world of sexual union is the ability to really connect through generally the body, through the moment to our partner and to, to make love, which is a beautiful experience and word in itself to make love, to create love through that union, from that place of connection. I think that's the the clearest uh, description I, I could give today. So what is it for you?
0: So I, I like to sort of zoom out a bit because I feel that, you know, intimacy, I, I so sexual intimacy being like one part or possibility of intimacy. And I'd love to zoom back into that with what you shared so beautifully in a moment, because I feel that so if you look at something like the dictionary definition of intimacy, it's like close familiarity. It's, closeness it's connection and so and I think we use these words intimacy and sex interchangeably with our often questioning what we mean by those things because one of the exercises we also do in the, the course is that we ask couples to discuss among themselves what does the word intimacy mean and I remember one couple where They were quite shocked that they had different understandings of it because one of them meant sex and to the other, it actually meant closeness. So when they were asking for intimacy, they were asking for two different things. (laughs) And so I think it's really great to look at those. what, What do we mean when we say the word intimacy? What do we mean by them when we say the word sex as well? and i think for me i see intimacy on so many different levels that we can have intimacy we can have physical intimacy we can have emotional intimacy we can have sexual intimacy we can have spiritual intimacy we can have intimacy with ourselves we can have intimacy with each other regardless of it could be friendship in intimate partner i mean even that word we say intimate partner <laughs> We can have intimacy with life, you know. So to me, if I am gardening or if I I feel the intimacy with the with the earth and the soil, if or the flowers, or the sunset, or the view, or this that when they have those moments of awe and wonder, there's that intimacy with life. And then I also sort of feel those. Qualities of what intimacy means to me, and I feel like I loved what you shared about this deepest place within me. And for me, I feel there's a a, a intimacy is where I can bring all of myself, where I can be vulnerable, where I can share things that may be tender, or um, that I can be seen and received in all of that. where I can I don't feel like I have to hide something I can be who I am and received in all of those aspects so presence is a for me is part of intimacy I I feel any type of intimacy presence is absolutely core to it and we were talking earlier as well about that sort of sense of safety like when I can be intimate with you and bring all of myself I feel a sense of safety in that and it's not about playing safe or being in a comfort zone I might want to share something that feels edgy like I might want to have a conversation that feels a bit difficult or tender or vulnerable but I know that we have a sort of uh that there's a safety in that conversation like I know I'm not going to get it I'm going to be heard it's not going to get thrown back at me for example we can really have be empathetic and listen to each other so yeah that's quite a lot actually <laughs> so it's a big it's a big topic
1: mm, absolutely what's uh, what's kind of occurring to me it's that that safety word isn't it and it's, and it's so powerful that and what I was one of the things that when I work with the men on my course that I speak to is that one of the first steps of understanding intimacy and how to do it if you like or how to be it is intimacy with ourself you know, that's the, that's what, in, in in a way, our first job. And what really kind of struck me as you were speaking then was, do I feel safe with me? In other words, am I at peace with myself? And I think that's a good start of intimacy. And so I think sometimes we notice that if we're, we're going to have some time of sexual intimacy together, we're there might be time with our schedules that we have to just go from working straight to that place. But generally what we like to do is we might go for a walk first, or we might take a nap first. So we're we're, we're preparing ourselves to, to feel calm and safe and connected with ourselves. And so that we can bring that to the other. And I was just thinking, you know, sometimes when we make love, we will spend, you know, however long, just cuddling and stillness and silence so that the, the tuning forks of our beings can start to to resonate together so that that chance of safety and connection and intimacy can just kind of open mm-hmm. naturally by itself so it is a practice i think and, yeah. and, I, and and i love what you were saying about intimacy with all of life and i and i think that's the training you know we, we might not have you know, if someone's really busy with work or, you know, family, etc., it might be hard to find those moments of pause. But and perhaps you find yourself, well, I can only find that in the the, the realm of sexual intimacy because I have a, a such a busy life. But I, I often invite them the men when I'm working with them is um just to pause each day. You know, that might be just get to work and just sit in the car and take some conscious breaths or or maybe sit if you can and watch a sunset or a sunrise or just go in the garden and feel the wind against your skin or just tune into one of the senses because i think intimacy is a very much uh, a body-centered practice you know as opposed to mind-centered practice i think uh, in a way our body is already in intimacy with life it's only our mind that isn't quite there so one of the, the, the pathways into intimacy is really just how do you get out your mind and into your body, but not just that, because you could say, well, I could go to the gym or I could go for a run or I could do some boxing or something like that to get into my body. But there's a very specific, if you like, frequency of being where intimacy kind of opens. And I think it's quite a delicate, downregulated and peaceful state of being that opens us to that so yeah I was just thinking of you know re- reflecting on intimacy with life intimacy with self and I, I I love to start the day being intimate with my cup of coffee now that sounds a bit dodgy if I don't explain it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean by that is my, my like to to sit and just sip my coffee and my tea and just look out at the garden or the sky and I so I'm I'm constantly conditioning my nervous system to down regulate to open and to be present which then I can bring into the lovemaking you know that that's the beauty lovemaking can become a meditation a, a practice of mindfulness and I think that's when the intimacy starts to come through but yeah I'll speak to that uh, a bit more you know how does that land with you does that resonate with you at all yeah I
0: love what you shared about intimacy has been a practice because we just live in a culture really that doesn't support intimacy you know we live in a culture that's about performance and goals and pressure and urgency and intensity and all of these different things getting to the next thing mm. you know and, and you know and that's how we you know the rat race just on that treadmill of you know, things to do and exhaustion and all sorts of things. And, you know, there's a lot of people are experiencing a lot of pressure in their lives. And if you've got young children, caring responsibilities, businesses, all these different things. So it's quite an act to consciously cultivate intimacy as a practice. And like you say, just pausing and taking time to pause. You know, I was working with somebody who had just retired after 30 years in public service of um in in uh, uh um education system of just like constant high pressured high hours all of these things and she retired uh, just to have a pause she's she's, she's only in her uh, 50s and to decide what she wanted to do because she couldn't sustain that work anymore But she couldn't stop. She didn't know how to stop because her nervous system was so conditioned to juggling a million things every single day and being on the go and just actually taking time to just, and and she found meditation really difficult. And, you know, I shared what you say about meditation, just sit and do nothing. And she started to just give herself permission to just have moments to just sit and do nothing. And she could start to see the tension in her body and just notice what happened as she did did nothing and allowed herself to do that and how that bit by bit got easier. And so I feel just seeing it as a, a, a practice to slow down and explore that presence to life is a radical act in, in many ways. And then how do we actually bring that into our, you know, I I see that there's a, you know, how do we bring that into sex when sex has become this very goal-based act that is heading towards the goals so that we're always chasing the next thing, the biggest thing. We don't want to let the pleasure drop. We don't want to lose the intensity. We want to heat it up. And it's that sort of up and out energy. And when we're sort of in that Chasing the goal, and I think it's episode I looked up before 42 that we talk about this. You can go and listen to episode 42 of the podcast where we talk about goal-based pleasure and 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 what's possible beyond the goal as we drop more into relaxation so we have a deeper conversation about that piece there. But as we um sort of um move beyond that sort of goal-based pleasure, which can create such a dynamic in relationships that sex can feel like this pressure to get to a certain place that we need to perform it in a certain way it's very linear and all of this and it puts such pressure in relationships I want to say there's nothing wrong with goal-based sex you know it can be great but it's like if we're doing that all the time there's limitations to it and it also um uh it's like we're just doing the same thing and wondering, you know, it becomes mechanical. It becomes it's when couples message me saying sex has become boring, mechanical, functional, same all the time, stuck in a routine. And it's because 99% of the time that they're just in a rut with goal based sex and um, because we don't learn any other type of sex in, in, in that's what we see in the movies. That's what we see the focus is in porn. And then couples get stuck in this sort of two sort of ends of the spectrum of either have a, you know, intimacy looks like having a cuddle, physical intimacy, or sex, and they don't, there's nothing else available. And then that can become a, you know, cuddles can mean, oh gosh, if I have a cuddle and my partner gets aroused, do I have to have sex? And then that becomes a source of trickiness, and it can even mean that just touch is avoided I remember one teacher saying it's not sexless relationships that are a problem it's touchless relationships and touch often stops because of all this dynamic because we don't know any different and 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 we haven't learned different we're not we don't have as as we've spoken about before we don't have any quality sex education and so I coined the phrase this morning like full spectrum intimacy in a relationship it's like you know how do we how do we expand what's possible for physical intimacy and let go of it having to look a certain way because with sex it's like oh it has to finish with some form of penetration you know whether that's uh with a, a cock or a dildo or finger some form of penetration we're heading towards and then it has to finish in orgasms ejaculations and so taking that away and there's like an unlearning process of it having to always end in that way which puts so much pressure on how can we expand and cultivate intimacy which is a practice in busy busy lives especially you know what for, for so for, for, for so many people how do we cultivate that intimacy so we can have lots of different types of intimacy whether that's delicious and and then them being a treat within themselves that we can have, like we might have in the morning in the kitchen, like a couple of minutes of just a a utterly delicious hug and a kiss, Um, and that we make a conscious effort for that, or we make a conscious effort to spend time together, whether that's going for a walk or just hanging out and catching up or massage or creating time for more sexual and erotic intimacy. So part of this I feel is this sort of bringing intimacy into the sexual arena so that they're not two separate things. But when we do bring intimacy into the sexual arena, it's sort of inviting us to bring different parts of us online. It's a different whole unlearning how we do sex about goals, pressure and all of this, and an unlearning so that we can drop into some of these beautiful things that we've been talking about, rather than this up and out sex heading to a release we're just dropping in and down. I mean, when we had lovemaking at the weekend, I felt like I'd been on a two hour massage. I was so relaxed afterwards. My nervous system had unwound so much. I was in the most deepest state of relaxation. I was like, it, it was just like, wow, this is a place as lovemaking can take us to. And this relaxation presence down regulating slowing down all of these things for me is bringing the intimacy back into sex but that is an unlearning that is a practice mm. so yeah I'd love to hear what lands for you with that
1: I think um it's interesting because that performance uh, I know that you've done um, quite a lot of sp- talking around performance-based pleasure and uh it's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the big things of performance-based pleasure is the the dogmas, the unwritten rules that people don't even know that they're carrying. And for a, ma- for a man, that's like, I should always be hard. I should be able to hammer away for hours on end, like the guy in the porn film. I should ne- never lose my erection. Uh, it has to be about ejaculation. We have to orgasm at the same time or the universe is gonna collapse. And it's like, we've got all these like <laughs> really heavy, oh my God. And then there's all these dogmas and restrictions and it kind of stops the the free flow of the orgasmic energy and that in, incredible sense of connectivity. I remember uh, our friend, uh, mentor, et cetera, uh, Dinah Richardson saying once that uh, she was working with someone who said to to her i i can't orgasm and she said she said straight away without a blink of an eye how wonderful isn't that great and this person had thought there was something wrong with them you know and and so this this goal-based model this hot you know that we've already spoken about just n- never see that it, it seems to burn itself out for many people in relationships i'm not saying everyone But a lot of people in relationships, they get to the point where it's like, oh my God, it's not, we can't go at it like the first six months of this honeymoon period. We can't go at it like that night we were on some drug or some alcohol or, you know, whatever it is, And you know what I mean? And so it's almost like we've got this completely faulty program and it's not working for just about everyone. So everyone presumes either there's something wrong with them or they just have to stop having sex because that's not what it's about anymore a relationship mustn't be about that or they go okay well let's have affairs or let's do this and I'm not I don't want to guilt or shame anyone about the the decisions they want to make with their life but it kind of takes away this this opportunity that you know I I get it you know like that I'm looking back in my life there's I've been into that hot model and and it's failed and you know asked all these questions and I think what I've really experienced with us, which is mind blowing. I mean, we're five years into our relationship, but what I'm experiencing is the sex is getting better. (laughs) It's you know it's not losing its spice, it's not losing its heat. But the connection is different. It's it's what you spoke about about trust and openness. That's the beauty of, of a relationship that's based around intimacy and depth. No, no, I, again, I don't want to sound judgmental. I'm not me saying other relationship styles don't have depth. But what I mean is the ability to drop down into those intimate, connected places during lovemaking. And what I notice in those spaces is over time in a relationship, as long as you've got clear communication skills, as long as you're processing your stuff, as long as you're holding a space where past traumas of previous relationships and things that have gone wrong can be witnessed and healed and released, you drop into a deeper and deeper space of love together, and that shows up in the bedroom, which is stands that that makes sense to me. How love making can get better in a long term relationship because you keep on deepening in your trust because you keep on showing parts of yourself which are maybe vulnerable or you've not felt safe to expose in a different relationship or you've been shamed for. and, And suddenly that's accepted and loved or spoke through and processed and suddenly you're dropping in together. And that shows up in the lovemaking as these deeper orgasms or these deeper feeling of orgasmic connection. And so it's like, wow, as I look at the world and look at, what i was trained to believe about sex by like two avenues first avenue science right let's put a condom on a broom handle right has everyone got that around the right hand around that that's basically sex and if you put your sperm in the lady she gets pregnant thank you go to maths now (laughs) that was that was a science you know approach to sex we learned in school and then on so we we had that and then then you go to dodgy dave's house like one of your mates and he'd have a vhs tape that you're all squinting at and you're kind of sat there feeling quite uncomfortable and then you get a copy of the dvd or the video you take it home and you know that's your other that's your other like hollywood based performance and that's your whole sexual training that's like right go out into the world and experience that and see how it goes you know and so it's it's no wonder that relationships are breaking down because of lack of intimacy you know we see this on our training don't we long-term short-term relationships people who've been together all their lives are turning around and going oh my god this is a revolution no one ever told us this couples together 30 40 years wow we've never had conversations like this We've never been given these tools. And it's like they've been handed the holy grail. And and they have to some degree, because we've seen how it's affected in a very beautiful relation, in a very beautiful way, our relationship, our connection, and our depth. So it was, yeah. And it's really interesting how I've even seen people, sex experts, so to speak, on podcasts. Talking about the importance of fantasy or the importance of finishing yourself off with a sex toy, or because you know, orgasms are the be all and end all. And and it's like, wow, this is an alien concept to me. This this is the opposite, you know, because fantasy is is getting outside of your body, it's getting into your mind. But the pleasure, the power is about the body, you know, not even having sex with your partner, how they were yesterday or how you want them to be tomorrow, but meeting them completely in that space and not going off into the, the mind and fantasizing about being with someone else or being somewhere else, not necessarily, gay, no, don't want to put judgment on that, but that takes you outside the exquisite connection of the moment, which is a doorway to the most incredible sex the most incredible feeling of orgasmic energy and it all comes from just being in the moment and connecting so yeah i'm just contemplating how really how wrong the world's got it you know and when when i talk about orgasm i'm, I'm also saying that beautiful like a lot of men's work now is like oh right you can't ejaculate anymore or like or you know you you or not you or you're you know you're just shameful, ashamed into ejaculating all the time, whatever it is. but our training is really no dogma. Find out for yourself. There might be a time. I, there's certainly a time where an ejaculation just feels natural and beautiful to me and 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 then there's a time I, I might feel actually, I just want to not ejaculate today and just enjoy the exquisite feeling of the sexual energy flowing through my cells and my body and walk out into life with that rosy glow. So yeah, it's interesting. The amount of dogma there is, The and dogma is really other people's thinking and other people's thinking is all head-based. So yeah, it would be nice to see a world where people could drop down into their body and get away from performance and get into the feeling and the sensation and the subtle level of sexual experience. So yeah, that was my my thoughts around your sharing then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you wow and I, and I really want to pick up on something that you said about emotional stuff because I and, and how as we clear that we can drop into deeper presence when we're together um because you you know you mentioned that yeah the deeper the love the connection that we can feel and I sort of feel that we have this river between us and when it's full of all the daily stuff and it might be the niggles, the resentments, the unsaid stuff that builds up and then we end up, which I've seen somebody call on Facebook, like it can also end up either not having any intimacy or it can end up in the sort of like fuck and fight cycle of like, you did this and then like hot sex, burn it all out, it all happens again. And we were talking earlier about what happens is sense of safety and often sex is often seen as something that has to be exciting and hot and new and all of this. But what we found is in that sense of safety is we do the work and clear stuff. You know, we have that sort of saying, clear, whatever is, whatever is in the way of love and keep clearing those things. Cause I've been in relationships where they just keep building up. And remember one couple recently just saying that's been a game changer for them in in our in our course is is that seeing where their emotions and their uh like niggles were getting into their sex life and keeping this space as clear as possible and then when we drop into that place we can drop it into intimacy sexual intimacy together from a place of like freshness and wonder of like wow who is this person i'm with today i feel so safe with them but also there's a total mystery, and I don't mean safety in terms of not taking um like a, a, a sort of huddled up in a comfort zone because it can be taking risks. It can be, oh, I'd love to try this. It might be sharing a desire, it might be all of these things. But there's just something in the 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 the, the, the passion or the deliciousness of connection that's available as we spend more time together and we build up that sense of safety and trust with each other. And, but also don't take each other for granted and be present to who am I today? Who is this person in front of me today? So that things stay in the mystery that a sense of like awe and wonder that sort of, you know, our bodies are utterly magical, incredible beings. We are utterly magical, incredible beings, just like, you know like a flower is like the sun is and if we can bring that childlike wonder into intimacy as you say like you know we've been taught what we've been taught is you know we've really got it upside down and inside out and back to front and if we can come in with this just presence and and curiosity is one of my favorite words you know then what can open up from that it can never be the same Mm. but part of that is we're so used to sex being the same and going from A to B to C. And one of the things that we need to bring online for dropping into presence is being uncomfortable, being comfortable with the unknown. And that unknown might be, you know, and that came up with another couple just like not sure what to do when we don't know where to go next, because we're so programmed to know where to go next to be in control And so that dropping in that, you know, the energy just might drop between us and people can go into panic literally when the energy drops between them. Shit, my arousal's gone. And oh my God, I'm never going to get it back and let's tense the body. But actually there's a sense of just dropping in and allowing that to be and seeing what wants to flow next, where it's an impulse or um, just a, you know, it's like dance steps, isn't it? When you're flowing on the dance floor, and you have this moment together or however long and you're in this just flow together and then you might trip over each other or it just naturally stops and then you pick it up again, you know, and so it's allowing that being in the flow of the unknown and the mystery of it. There mm. is so much magic there for me.
1: Yeah, I love this kind of ever newness. Uh, we've spoken about this before how if we're in our mind too much, we seem to lose appreciation. You know, when we moved to this beautiful area where we live in now, it's like, it's, it's magical when you have a new car, a new relationship, a new something, because you're not, not creating too many stories in your mind or you're creating magical stories in your mind about the person or the the house. Or And then after a while, those stories get kind of mundane. Oh, this is the person that, you know, didn't put the washing away last night as opposed to the, the, my prince or princess charming you know and so it's like the, we can build up these stories where we, we we forget to we forget to see the person and the, I mean the the longer we this goes on in long-term relationships the more the person just becomes invisible behind all the stories that we've laid on them or on the house or on whatever over the the, the period of years and there's something really beautiful about meeting each other in intimacy whether it's watching a film and you just hold each other's hand and suddenly it's like oh you and you just you're just holding each other's hand and it can feel so innocent like you've never held hands before if you because you're not thinking about oh we held hands better yesterday <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if we'll hold hands better tomorrow. <laughs> and so only not, they
0: just and, hold my hand a bit tighter. <laughs> yeah, I wish they
1: wouldn't do that finger link thing, maybe just round the outside you. <laughs> So you can get caught into this mind trap of that what during love making or during anything in life where we lose the person for the story that we're projecting onto them based on past experiences or future expectations. And that I I lovely I love. The word appreciation, I prefer yeah. it over gratitude because gratitude feels a bit, should, you f- should feel grat- it's, you like, you know, it's one of those kind of guilt guilty words for me, putting guilt or expectation or, you know, but appreciation is so beautiful because appreciation is of the moment. It's like, I can appreciate a sunset if I'm just watching a sunset or a cup of tea, if I'm just drinking a cup of tea and I'm not thinking about anything else, but that there's a there's an aliveness and the newness about that and so too with love making if we can i found this in tai chi you know like if i can just do tai chi for the first time every time it's delightful if i'm i if i'm doing the same form that i've been doing now for 20 30 years and it's like oh this again this is boring i've already done this move twice today but if i'm doing it for the first time because i'm not thinking about anything else it's it's exquisite And it's the same with making love. It's like, it's not about for me, oh, the next position, the next, you know, finger technique, the next whatever it is. It's about how can I meet you in the moment for the first time ever in every moment. And then just the exquisite feeling of the touch of your skin or the look of your eyes or a sensation or a feeling that's, that's a thousand better times better than struggling onto my elbows and knees for a new new position that's just you know not that I do that but I imagine (laughs) so yeah there's something beautiful about the newness isn't there the appreciation and I think that's where intimacy is
0: yeah yeah a hundred percent and it's like it's interesting because there's sometimes um I noticed, and I've had conversations with friends about this before, it's like that Nina stays in friendships or different things, but it goes in long-term relationships. There's so something different that happens. I don't know whether expectations, all sorts of things. Familiarity, like probably. But familiarity. And also for that familiarity, it's like, you know, there is a, a reality of how do we keep her, a, a, you know, that's the part. Uh, one of our friends, Tobin, says, how do we stay out the bandwidth of familiarity? Because having this practice of freshness, but also it is good to do things that are different and exciting and and adventures. And that could be, you know, um, you know, often couples have just forgot to have fun together. You know, they don't have any time for each other, which is a big thing. Um, You know, I've sent couples off to Alton tower, salsa dancing, all sorts of go-karting, all sorts of things just to go and do something totally different or random, but also putting time for each other where it's not just about work kids whatever um that there's time where you just yeah reconnect so i'm conscious of time before we share a little bit about our program um any final wisdom that you would love to share
1: i think we've probably covered uh everything i, I thought to cover so no that's that feels complete to me for, for now mm-hmm. mm.
0: Thank you. Yeah, well, I've really enjoyed this exploration of intimacy and for anybody listening, um, and also this bringing intimacy more consciously into sex and the sexual experience. So I'd really love to hear from anybody listening how it's landed with you. I'd love to hear your reflections or thoughts on it. You know, I'd really welcome that. And so I'd love to spend just a few moments sharing about our course. And also we've got an event on Valentine's Day so our course intimacy is um I think it's about 16 weeks it's an eight, it's eight sessions so it's every fortnight for couples and it is um it's 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 some, we've created something really beautiful and it's around deepening the love we share as a couple and also deepening the pleasure we experience so it's a real opportunity to commit to your relationship and I think you know this is this course is designed that if you're already doing bits of this you can drop into this and 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 deepen into that or if you're new to this we've had people totally new to this world um, and, you know, so there's something for everyone, short term relationships, long term relationships, and you can reach out and have a call with us if you're not sure if it's for you and we'll have a conversation with you around that. Um, But it's about committing and prioritizing your relationship. And I know that's often one of the biggest challenges for couples is that committing to time with each other. And actually, for a lot of the couples that have done the course is committing to showing up one night, uh, fortnight has been a massive thing for them and, and is more intimate time than they've had together in a long, long time. So we're gonna be looking at emotional intelligence and how to sort of process emotions, deal with you know tricky conversations and, and really hear and, and, and um, how do we speak from the heart, speak clearly. Uh, we're gonna be looking at how to cultivate intimacy and connection day to day. Also, how do we connect with ourselves more? Because that's such a big part of this. If we come into this, our connection with our partner, having some connection with ourselves. That's a very different meeting. And so whether that's um, Graham does some beautiful Qigong practices, meditation, just dropping in, very simple stuff that anybody can do. So really, how do we connect with ourselves? And then how do we create a sort of loving, sustainable, passionate, connected sex life? So we look at the limitations of goal-based sex and what's possible beyond that. We look at the roles of things like pleasure, relaxation and presence and the importance of those. We expand the range of pleasure that you can experience from hot pleasure to more warmer, cooler pleasures. We have conversations, how to have conversations about sex. You know, a number of couples we've worked with haven't been talking about this. And actually we ask lots of questions and there's lots of opportunities in the group for you as a couple to have time to answer some really specific questions, which couples find so rich and uh, fascinating and enlightening to discuss these things, like the question of like, what does intimacy mean to you? We've got loads of intimacy games that bring a lot of this to life. Everything from our bodies and their capacity for pleasure. How do we get to know also our erogenous zones, genitals, all sorts of different things. I mean, it's a brilliant course and I'd love to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we do a lot. We know we only share stuff that we we really love relaxed lovemaking slow sets, all sorts of things and each session is a mix of dropping in practices some teaching and education piece some q a sharing time and then also some practice time and so all the practices you do um, with your camera and microphone off so you're in the privacy of your own space and you know it might be um uh, um and, and and all the and the, the groups are also sort of small so there's an intimacy within the group and it's so beautiful to be in a group of couples who are all committed to this area of their life and wanting to grow and evolve and learn and nobody is ever invited to share anything that you don't want to share you choose what you share um and there you know people have said how valuable the sharings are um to really learn and hear from each other um, so we've really put together a beautiful program um, to explore. So we'll put the link to the all the details in the show notes, and also you know we've got a special offer for people listening today to the podcast. So if you contact us by Valentine's Day twenty twenty four and mention um, the uh, podcast, mention Happy fiftieth for the podcast. We're going to give you a special code to get £200 off the full price of the course. That's available until the 14th of February 2024. And we've also got uh, Valentine's Love Temple on the 17th of February 2024, which is an evening where we're going to hold space and create a beautiful container for you as a couple to have an exploration of love so there's going to be some teaching. Uh, there's going to be some not really teachings, more questions for you to explore. We're gonna we've got a beautiful practice about how to share love with each other, and again, all of the practices on that will be done in this sort of comfort and privacy of your own home. But it's like two and a half hours to create uh, a space of exploration, of presence, relaxation, and love together. So really looking forward to the Valentine's Love Temple, and if you are. Curious about our work, that's a great way to sort of test our workout and see how you find being in our, our, our space. And reach out if you've got any questions about any of this. We're always happy to have a chat through. Um, so we'll put all the details in the show notes for that as well. So thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to teaching with you again. I just love teaching with you. I love living with you, love being with you. And um, thank you so much for your wisdom that you've brought to this conversation. Um, it's so beautiful to have your perspective and also the work that you're doing with men and bringing that in as well so really um, appreciation for that so thank you so much
1: you're so welcome and uh, thanks for having me along again
0: (laughs) you're so welcome and for people listening i'll put graham's web details in the show notes as well if you want to check out graham's work and what he's doing and where you can contact him on facebook and different things too so i hope you've enjoyed this episode i'd love to hear how you find it and Thank you so much for listening if you've got this far. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast with me, Sarah Rose Bright. I support women and couples across the globe to truly enjoy sex and pleasure and to create or deepen intimate relationships that are passionate and purposeful, happy and healthy. And I'd love to support you. You can book a complimentary call via my website at sarahrosebright.com to find out if my approach is right for you. And check out my website for information about my one-to-one coaching programs and any current workshops, group programs, and retreats that I'm running wherever and whenever you are listening, wishing you a beautiful day.